What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 39 of the Vitality Unleashed podcast. We are your hosts, Dylan and Lauren, and today is Level Up Thursday, and we will be discussing prepping for prep. Yes, exactly. This might seem a little bit confusing. What is prepping for prep? Why do I need to do this? So we're going to get into it and why it is so important to actually have phases prior to going into a competition prep. Yeah, absolutely. Because some so many people think, oh, like, I'm just going to go hire a coach, hop into, you know, a 16 week prep, 20 week prep, 24 week prep, whatever it may be. But for the vast majority of individuals, that is not going to work. It's at least not going to work if you want to bring your best possible package to stage and be as healthy as possible, which we already know bodybuilding is unhealthy as is. So you really want to mitigate that as much as possible. Yeah, literally someone in my comments yesterday was like trashing on me because I said bodybuilding is unhealthy. And I'm like, guys, let's be real, like natural or unnatural bodybuilding is not healthy. You cannot say otherwise. All the lab work I've ever seen is going to tell you that competing is not healthy for you. It is not good for you to get to that body fat percentage, but it can be done as healthy as possible. And that's obviously what we are trying to do with all of our clients. We do it as healthy as possible, mitigate the negative health of that impacts but some things just cannot always be worked around it is not a health sport yeah guys are you fucking stupid like just because you're not oh just because you're not obese if you're pushing four thousand calories like we do as bodybuilders become pre-diabetic whether you're on peds or not like that's why we use things like berberine to help uh utilize that glucose more help shovel it so then that can prevent us from literally going diabetic from pushing food so high or food goes so low you get into a dangerous body fat percentage your hormones are drop your testosterone as a female is like fucking one that happens that is a part of bodybuilding so yes if you are actually competing in bodybuilding it is dangerous if you're not competing in bodybuilding and you're just lifting weights and eating healthy then yeah it's super good for you but you're actually not a fucking bodybuilder either yeah exactly there's a difference between just lifting and eating healthy that is great that's what i would recommend to most people to just stick with um but it's an extreme sport and People do take it to the extreme in the off-season and in the end-season, pushing calories really high. Guys, I'm a pretty small girl eating 525 grams of carbs a day. That's a lot of fucking food, and I'm not going to say it's necessarily healthy to do that. And guess what? It's also not healthy on the other end when you're eating 50 carbs a day close to a show. Like, there are negative side effects on both ends that need to be talked about more. Yeah, guys. But... In saying that, we are going to be talking about today how to mitigate those side effects specifically in prep. Um, now, I will say, you do have to push food high to make it to make prep as effective as possible, and that is where those negative parts on the top end can happen. But there are also things you can do, things you can utilize that we will discuss to help mitigate the things at the top end as well. Yeah, so overall, to make it as simple as possible, the goal prior to prep is to have cardio low, calories high, but not just that while maintaining a good body composition. You can't just stop it at you and have calories high and cardio low because that doesn't mean shit if you put on 50 pounds of body fat. Exactly, guys, because that means you have to lose that 50 pounds of body fat, and that means you're just going to have to drop calories that much lower to get that off. So that's something you always have to remember. Your goal should be like, oh, from my previous show, from the previous time I competed, 
This time I'm starting this prep leaner and I'm starting my calories higher than where I started my previous prep. That should always be your goal. Yeah, so overall, what is the purpose of prepping for prep? Why do you need to do it? Because if you don't, for example, we work with a lot of bikini competitors, a lot of young women, and something that's super common with them is they'll come in eating something in the 12 to 1600 calorie range a lot. So with prep, what do you need to do? You need to decrease calories and increase cardio. So if they were to go directly into a prep, then you would be decreasing their calories to like zero and they'd be doing four hours of cardio just to get in condition because realistically their body fat percentage is usually somewhere in the range of like 22 to 25. I would say a lot of them are coming into, which 22% isn't bad for starting prep if your body's in a good place. But if it's not, then that is just too low of a calories to be at because it's going to be detrimental to your health being in that big of a deficit for that long. Yeah, and let's be real, like this is not what most people want to hear, but this is what we Mm -hmm. are telling people and this is what we're gonna continue to tell people because this is what we stand behind at Aesthetic Bodies. We are so fucking passionate about prepping your body for prep and working with a coach for an extended period prior to your prep. You can ask anybody. We always push people to pick a longer package and to uh, you know push their show off a little bit longer because we wanna do it as healthy as possible and while we know there's so many coaches who will realistically just be like, cool, let's prep right now. Cool, yeah, I'll give you this cookie cutter diet. And that's where so many health issues come into play. You guys, these can be avoided. Yeah, and some people will be like, oh, like, oh my God. So many girls will be like, well, I actually did just hire my coach 16 weeks out and got on stage. And your coach also had you take 50 milligrams of clen. Like that's the thing too, guys. A lot of these coaches who are putting people straight into prep are giving them drugs to just get conditioned in time and then endangering their health even more long-term. Exactly. So many of these drugs won't even be necessary if you just hammer in the basics. Actually hammering in the basics are gonna be more effective than any of these drugs, literally. Yeah, exactly. If you're not an open bodybuilder, they're like bikini competitors, you should never have to use a fat burner at like any point. It is it blows my fucking mind because your conditioning your conditioning doesn't even need to get as low as these other divisions. And then people are like, Oh, I need to run clen. I'm like, Are you insane? Yeah, exactly. Like if you're not able to lose that body fat, 99% of the time, there is a reason for that. I, either you didn't take your off-season seriously, you didn't do a pre-prep phase, maybe you're on hormonal birth control, that can be a big fighter sometimes as well. But all these things can be worked around. You just have to stop taking the shortcut. There's always going to be a shortcut, especially in this sport. This is like the biggest shortcut sport of them all because you can just take drugs. Yeah, absolutely. But this is exactly why when we have athletes coming in, giving you guys into a little like uh, behind the scenes, when someone joins our team as an athlete, we give them a questionnaire. This questionnaire is so fucking long. It is really, really long. But they're telling us everything they're taking, the dosages, whatever, vitamins, medicine, whatever it is, we know exactly what they're taking. We know exactly what they're eating. We know exactly how they're training. We know exactly how they're physically feeling. We ask them everything possible on there. We know what their work schedule is, their sleep schedule is. So then we can make sure that everything is optimized so you're as healthy as possible and you can show up to stage without having to take all these drugs and still blow these people's conditioning out of water. Exactly. It's crazy. Like you guys wouldn't even believe the things that we've seen, the things that we've heard. Like I've, I've seen a girl taking 25 milligrams of Anivar a day and she wasn't even tracking her macros. Like, 
if you're not hammering in the basics, the next level cannot be added. If you're not hammering the basics for years and years and years, the next level isn't actually going to do anything. Yeah, guys, you PEDs, fat burners, whatever you're taking should never be the first option. That should be the last thing you do. I genuinely am a believer that if you're going to compete, you should compete naturally first and see if it's for you. Because competing's fucking hard. Getting into that deficit's really fucking hard. I can see the argument for taking TRT when competing because your hormones do go down at low body fat percentage. I can see the argument for that. But other than that, I would never, ever, ever uh, be pro PEDs for your first competition because it genuinely is uh, something that you're going to have to commit to the rest of your life when you don't even know if you actually enjoy competing yet. Yeah, it's crazy. I completely, completely agree with that. But say... Say someone is looking to compete and they want to go through the off-season phase themselves first. So I'm going to give you a little scenario. Say a girl comes in, she's like 25% body fat, but she's really, really under eating. She's eating like 1,200 calories a day Mm -hmm. and she wants to compete as soon as possible. What would you do? I would tell her she needs to compete next year. That would be be the first thing. And with that, we need to reverse diet. That's the first first objective because we need to get your metabolism to a healthy place we need to start fueling your body more and during this reverse diet we can really utilize pushing hard in our training trying to grow as much as possible uh muscularity wise during this phase as well and a lot of times with these women you'll find when you are reverse dieting you start feeding them more food giving them, them the fuel they need they'll actually lose uh body fat as well during this phase so it really is just a win-win and once they're optimized from there then we will assess so let's just say i like to get them at least to 2500 calories that would be my uh goal at least if they're if they're at a good body composition to start a prep ideally even fucking higher uh but once we're at that 2500 calorie mark we that's their maintenance then i would be like okay let's see if we want to prep let's see if we want to continue pushing up where are we at body fat percentage wise and we would go from there 100 percent. but how how long would you say each phase generally is? How long does a reverse diet typically take? Uh, 24 weeks is what I would approximate. For 1,200 calories especially, six months is a very, very realistic time frame for that. Yeah, and in that time too, you also are going to be putting on muscle. And oh, let's yeah. be real, 99% of people don't actually have enough muscle. Exactly. So it's going to benefit you in so many different ways to go through this phase. I know it's not always what you want to hear. You want to get on stage as soon as possible, but you also need to do it healthily. Yeah, absolutely. Like I just, uh, a new competitor who just joined our team literally this morning, I uh, sent him a breakdown of his plan and he just wasn't familiar with bodybuilding. He loves lifting. He eats, he eats pretty clean, but he just wasn't like, he didn't know the ins and outs of it and making sure it's as healthy as possible. So he wanted to compete in 19 weeks from now while he was, while he's plateaued from a cut right now. And I'm like, well, that means your calories are already probably pretty low. I'm like, realistically, like a prep should be 24 weeks as is. We don't have that much time. I really don't think that's a good idea. I would push for a show later in this year because his conditioning's not bad right now. So I'm not too worried about that. So then we have time to push uh reverse up make sure his metabolism's in a really good place maintain and prep and i painted him that entire timeline and he was like wow it's just nobody ever talks about this people only ever talking about going into prep and i was like 
Yeah, because a lot of people do, and then that's why they say prep's horrible, and they have all these issues, they binge eat after, and what I always tell everyone, I'm like, okay, well, you can go straight into a prep eating 1,600 calories, but then you're going to look like the muffin man two weeks after your show because you're just going to binge eat for two weeks. That's really realistic what's going to happen. You'll probably look like the muffin man on stage compared to the other people as well, because (laughs) like genuinely, you will not be able to get lean enough. Like. If you don't have that much room to move, if you start it's your math. prep on low calories, like you will not be able to get lean enough. And if you somehow pull it out, you're going to be doing three hours of cardio a day, taking eating fucking lettuce for eating lettuce for every meal, taking PEDs, and you're really, really, really going to sacrifice your health if you do go this route. So just be patient. I know, I know, we all want to get on stage as soon as possible. Trust me, if anyone knows that, I do. But you have to be patient especially as a first-time competitor with getting on stage. It is not just going right into prep after doing no prior preparation. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to throw a scenario out for you post-reverse now. So we've finished a reverse. It's a female. She wants to compete in bikini. She is still, um, I would say, like 30% body fat. She's at the end of, she's at like 2,800 calories though, but she's 30, 30% body fat. Uh, pretty high. What would you do in that scenario there? What would you say the best plan of action is? This is like a quiz. Um, I would definitely do a mini cut in that scenario. Once the calories are up high enough, I would definitely go for a mini cut and then into a maintenance phase prior to prep. So mini cuts can be anywhere from as little as four to 12 weeks. It really does depend, but you want to make sure that you aren't starting prep with too much body fat on your frame. So you could just go into a really, really long prep, but that's, it's going to be a lot more likely that your body will plateau. So I would definitely recommend doing a mini cut first and then holding up maintenance. So your body will have a little bit of time to have a bit of a diet break, which I guess could be argued that that like yeah. is kind of the same thing yeah. as a really long yeah, prep. That's, yeah. That would be uh, dependent, I guess, on how down their calories get during yeah. their mini cut. If your calories get too low during your mini cut, then it may be worth reversing, doing a short reverse back up, maintain, and then prep. So that just all depends on the person's uh, body response. Cause some people you'll mini cut them and they'll drop like 15 pounds in like two weeks and yeah because like, i guess fuck? yeah you could say with these like longer preps that are becoming more popular like essentially it is just like a bunch of mini cuts because you're doing like mini cut break mini cut break and you're just taking a lot longer because it is proven now that you will lose more body fat when doing it this way obviously not everybody wants to be in prep for 35 weeks but it has been shown it yeah. is actually more effective yeah that's actually uh what i am planning on implementing with my guy hunter he's been working with us since july of last year so we've had so much time to build up his calories maintain a good body fat percentage i'm sure a lot of people have seen his pictures he was uh 192 now he's 206 and he still has abs and it's just because we've slowly reversed up and he's eating 4,000 calories right now so the plan is maintain really good conditioning we're actually are going to do a mini cut at some point as well to just get him even leaner and then just let him grow for a little bit longer push a short growing phase maintain go into a long prep and then we're going to push pretty aggressively get him pretty fucking lean and then we're actually going to take we're planning on a diet break for a week Diet break, deload, just release stress from your body, and then this is going to really, really help you. What, why these are important is because they actually help you implement uh, more recovery into your body. And you see so many people get digestive issues, especially or plateau. This can help prevent that because your body's like, oh, look at that, we're okay now, and then you push the rest of the way down. 
Yeah, 100%. Well, that's just what we wanted to touch on today because it is something we stress and stress and stress so much, but it is just so important and we want to get out there as much as possible. Yeah, guys, bodybuilding doesn't have to be this scary, like horrible thing. Uh, You just need to have the right coaches, the right guidance and give yourself enough fucking time. Stop being lazy. Stop cutting corners. This is a commitment to for your fucking life. Like it can change your life whether you commit to taking the healthy route or not. All right, guys. Peace out. See you tomorrow. Peace.